Welcome to Two Beards, One Garage. This is a podcast where two pizza makers living in La Crosse, Wisconsin, discuss Wisconsin sports and life without a filter. We take off the Wisconsin sports goggles and tell it like it is. This is a guy's guy's podcast, and if you are easily offended, triggered, or all the other shitty words people make up when they hear different opinions on their own, you may want to choose a better, more woker podcast to waste your time with, because we don't give two fucks. Things will most likely fly off the rails from time to time, so sit back, crack a beer, and just enjoy two dirtbags talking sports. In a world trying to be dominated by douchebags who are scared to speak their mind, there are two men trying to change the game, one podcast at a time. They go to great depths to secure the sacred art of tearing apart pro athletes who are much more talented, good-looking, and richer than them. Will they be able to bring the common man closer to the pro athlete? Probably not, but they'll go down fucking swinging as they try. This is Two Beards, One Garage. Yo, what is up, Dick Slaps? It's Harky and Z back for another episode of Two Beards, One Garage. It is February 26, 2020. And this will be our sixth episode. Um, we will get to Z in a minute for the Wisconsin Sports Minute, but here is another plug for one of our sponsors. Um, seems like the old uh, sex toys have been filling our inbox for um, sponsorships. So uh, tonight, the Wisconsin Sports Minute will be sponsored by the good old trusty Fleshlight. Um, as many of our listeners know, the Fleshlight is the equivalent to a female dildo. It consists of an outside case, which is shaped like a large flashlight, and an inner insert, which comes in a variety of colors, orifices, and internal textures and ribbing styles. Meant to replicate the female vagina, it's still cold and shitty outside, so if you're looking for something to do, grab a hold of this vagina that doesn't come with all the nagging questions and shameful stares. Use the coupon code HORNYAF at Fleshlight.com for a seven-day trial of a used Fleshlight. Um, seems like a pretty damn good deal to me. They said that they do sanitize all of them after use, so even though it is used, it should still be fairly clean. Um, so if any of you are kind of lonely on this um, late... February night, grab on hold of the old flashlight. And now here is Zarecki for the Sports Minute. We should really get one of those sex shops to sponsor the show. I think we've been we've been advertising quite a few. Yeah, I <laughs> they they just keep hammering me. I mean the 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 sound is out there though. Yeah. So we're gonna start with the Milwaukee Brewers. They're getting some games in here in the spring training in Arizona. Offense seems to be struggling just a bit, but it's early. No one's really playing, so I'm not really too concerned about that. But they did sign Freddie Peralta to a five-year deal for $15.5 million, and it does involve two club options, which I believe, if all goes according to plan, should be about a seven-year deal for about $30 million. So could could be a steal. The Packers are management right now is in Indianapolis for the NFL scouting, scouting combine. Mark Murphy commented on the 17-game schedule, said all teams in one conference will play nine home games while the other conference will play eight, then switch the following year. 
Aaron Rodgers was one of the many to voice his displeasure over the proposed CBA, wants dramatic changes to the offseason program. So I was on Bleacher Report um, today, and I saw a pretty hilarious comment under that story. It said, why, so he can hang out with his family that doesn't love him? <laughs> so it's, it's tough kind of being a fan and, like, knowing yeah. kind of really what's going on because yep. – I, I saw some um, Pete Priscal or something comment that it's it's always hilarious to see these guys who are making a shit ton of money are the ones holding up the deal mm-hmm. for the guys who are really looking for a paycheck and are depending on this paycheck. It's yep. like, that's what makes the NFL deal so interesting and difficult. I and I just heard when I was coming over here that 60% of the NFL is like on a minimum uh, like salary. Yeah. So it's... <laughs> That's kind of funny to me. Um, I'm just kind of interested to see, like, when you'd play the interconference game, like, I wonder how they would plan that out. Would it be, would you play, like, the same team every year? Yeah. Would you do, like, a kind of like a regional game? I don't know. Just having that odd number of games just just, kind of makes it fucked up. Yeah, I'm not really, I don't know how I really feel about it. Uh, The Wisconsin Badgers basketball will be playing at Michigan tomorrow night at 6 p.m., both teams are coming in hot with Michigan winning five straight games and Wisconsin having won their last four. Football, Wisconsin Badgers wide receiver Quintez Cephas benched 23 times today. Scouts are fairly impressed by that. Yeah, 225, 23 times. Pretty damn good for yep. a receiver. Yep. I don't think um, he's any DK Metcalf, but no, he's I mean, not. putting 23 yep. up 23 times is pretty fucking impressive. Yep. The Milwaukee Bucks had an overtime win Monday night, 137 to 134 against the Washington Wizards. Um, they were up by about 20 in the third quarter. Washington got pretty hot from three. Bradley Beal scored. God, what a fucking waste! <laughs> yeah, 50. him being on that team. I felt bad for him because he, lit- I think he had 22 points in the fourth quarter, and he just, yeah, he threw it all out there. But the Bucks and the, actually. Um, Giannis followed out of that game, too, and the Bucks were able to overcome that. I want to say that um, I saw, like, Brady Beal was one of the first pe- players to score 50 in back-to-back losses or something. Yep, it was back-to-back nights, back-to-back 50-point games. <laughs> Hasn't been done since, uh, I think, Kobe Bryant pulled that feed off in 2007. So, oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. Uh, then the Bucks turned around last night, uh, went to Toronto, beat the Raptors 108-97. to they had a big run to close out the second quarter to get within two and then started off the third quarter strong, and they uh, yeah held on to beat the Raptors. It was a good game. It seemed like the Raptors just kind of just I, – I was watching it on my game cast like I usually do, and it just seemed like they just kind of couldn't get shit going in the start of the third. I think they only scored 18 yeah. points that quarter. Well, see, the way the Bucks kind of play defense is they're going to protect the rim, and if – all their losses this year that they've had, their eight losses, the other team shot lights out from three. Yeah. And Milwaukee will live with you um, hitting three-pointers, but they're not going to give up easy layups, easy dunks, and, you know, short little buckets. So, Well, actually, we have our first voicemail um, from a listener. So uh, my best friend, Armo, who is um, an avid listener, he was always supportive of us in this mm-hmm. podcast. Yep. Not really, <laughs> but um, but yeah, he actually had a voicemail um, questioning Zarecki's take 
was that last uh, last episode? Yep, Sunday. Yeah, last yep. episode on Giannis being a once-in-a-lifetime player. So we are actually going to play that voicemail, and then we will um, have Zarecki kind of give his response to Armel. Here it is. You have reached the voicemail box of Two Beards, One Garage. Harky and Z cannot answer the phone because they are probably out slaying that poon and stacking those Benjamins. Please leave a message and they will be sure to tear you apart on the next episode. Thank you. Hey, what's up, guys? My name's Armo. I'm from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. I just want to thank you guys for taking my call. I'm a huge fan of the show. So last episode, Z made a statement that made me question some things. You guys pride yourself on taking your Wisconsin goggles off and telling it like it is. But his comment was, quote-unquote, Giannis is once-in-a-lifetime player. Um, I think this is a horseshit statement. It's easy to praise him when he does well against horseshit talent. But when I think of Giannis, I think back to last year's Eastern Conference Finals. Sure, he did well games one and two, but when it truly mattered down the stretch, he was average at best. The stage was too big for him. He wasn't even the best player on the court. At times, he looked like a stumble bum out out there, dribbling the ball off his own feet. The final four games, he averaged four turnovers a game and shot 19% when outside of three feet. That's pathetic if you ask me. Sweet, a 6'11 guy can make basket inside three feet. Congrats. Want a cookie? Awesome. But he can hardly be considered a top player with those types of statistics. I'm sorry. When you hear how how great of a year he's having this year, but then you go and you get the new format for the All-Star game and... To see how that unfolded, you start to question, is he really even that good? Okay, his team was up nine at the end of three quarters. He goes on and gets shut out the rest of the game, and they end up losing the game. How is that even possible? You can't do that. All right? Guys who are considered to be once-in-a-lifetime type players or guys that are supposed to be that good cannot get shut out. So, sure, does he play well against horseshit talent? Yeah, he does. But when it matters down the stretch going against top-notch talent, he hasn't proven anything yet. All right, guys? Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and hang up, and I just want to hear what you guys have to say. I just want to thank you once again for the call. I look forward to, forward to your uh, response. Thanks. So, I would like to say, Armo, that was last year. And this is a new season, new year, new Giannis. So I'm not really going to – I'm going to kind of throw away what happened last in the playoffs. Do I agree with you? Yeah, you were absolutely right with what you said. But, again, if he does it again in the playoffs, then we'll start to question. Also, your all-star game takes, I don't give a shit about the all-star <laughs> game, and neither should you. I mean, come on. Arlo, you, you didn't even watch that fucking game. Exactly. So just shut up. I don't really want to – I don't want to hear – what you have to say about that. I, I guess what Arno was saying, it was like a high-intensity playoff-type atmosphere. Yep, it was. Um, but, I mean, this is this coming from a guy who fucking betted me two years ago that the Browns would win the Super Bowl <laughs> in five years. Holy shit. And then and he tried to get out of there, right? Then when I call him out on it this past offseason, when his man John Dorsey 
gets fucking shit canned. And then he he fucking says that the bet's off. I'm like, wait, no. Technically, you should have lost because you said John Dorsey with the Browns will win a fucking Super Bowl in five years. Yep. And the other funny thing is, didn't, didn't he, like, make that bet thinking they were going to take, like, Saquon Barkley or something? Like, he tried, I think. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I remember you talking about it. It was pretty hilarious. Yeah. I don't remember anything with Saquon Barkley. Oh, okay. Maybe but, I wasn't thinking that. Um, yeah, I, I've run a fantasy football team with Armel. He kind of reminds me of Belichick. He kind of just, it's all business, yeah. no fun with that guy. No. It's... Whenever anything went wrong, it was always my fault. And whenever oh, yeah. we kicked ass, it was, hey, look what I'm doing, yep. carrying your fat ass around. <laughs> so Smartest guy in the room. Oh, yeah. But we're glad he called. Um, I'm guessing we'll probably be getting more calls from him because Armo's main goal in life is to make me look like a dipshit and prove me <laughs> wrong. So um, we, we love each other, but it, it gets a little feisty sometimes come uh, fantasy football year. Um, so thank you, Armo, and yep. like I said, anyone else appreciate it. Um, thinks we're fucking dipshits. Um, what Armo just did was recorded his um, question, and he just sent it to me, and I got it in the podcast. So thank you. All right, on to our next segment. This one is, dude, did you fucking see that? <laughs> so we don't bring up hockey a ton on this podcast because. Well, me personally, I don't know a shit ton about it. Yeah. And there's just not a Wisconsin team. I will refuse to cheer for any Minnesota team. Yep. Um, I was a diehard Golden Knights fan and kind of fell off the wagon once they <laughs> choked in the Stanley Cup, so fuck them. But this one is about a 42-year-old Zamboni driver, Dave Aries, became the e-bug, and also known as the emergency backup goalie for the Carolina Hurricanes when they were playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, so his official title is director of operations at the Mattamy Athletic Center. So he actually works at the building where the Toronto Maple Leafs play their home games. So I don't know if you guys have seen the video. I don't know what the fucking goalie was thinking for Carolina. He came up almost above the circles and collided with another player and got hurt. Dang, so this guy just had to come in and... Um, I watched a few of his goals he let up. He, he looked pretty shitty at first. The first <laughs> three shots on yeah. goal, he let up two goals. Um, but then he ended up fucking getting the 6-3 win. Not bad. Not so, bad. Um, yeah, it's kind of a cool story. His mother, I think, donated a kidney to him earlier in his life. And um, hmm. he said he, he was pretty confident um, until he hit the ice. Then he started fucking really fucking shit his <laughs> pants, I guess. <laughs> But what I learned was an emergency goalie is available for both teams. I had I, no, I had no idea. I've seen like something like this happen in the past, and I just, I've always been confused. I'm like, so where do they? Yeah, they just pluck these guys out of. Yeah, so I guess yeah, he was designated before the game just oh, in case. Okay. And um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but speaking of shit in your pants, I almost fucking had to pull the Jordan flu game out. <laughs> today um i thought monday i had to i had to text Rocky seeing if he could possibly come into work he had shit going on so i had to i had to muster through it but i felt like i was playing chicken with my butthole like who was gonna when i sat on that toilet i, I fucking i did not want to it was like um joe rogan explained it, it was like dr- a drilling an oil rig in my asshole it was fucking bad but, all that protein oh yeah yeah I, if many of you don't know i'm fucking um 
hammering the carnivore diet right now. So I'm going on about three and a half weeks of just fucking meat. <laughs> no veggies, no fruit, no anything except yeah. pretty much steak, bacon, and eggs. So That's and bad. hamburger. Yeah. But yeah, it's um it's gotten the best of me, but sticking to her. Yeah. Um, speaking of shit, um, Zarecki is going to bring up uh, the in- XFL insider Bobcats take on this past week. Uh, Bobcat said Houston is still the clear favorite to pull this XFL championship out. He did say he's not so sh- so sure on the Washington Defenders anymore as they got blasted by the L.A., whatever they're called. So L.A. homeless, I think. Yeah. <laughs> or the fire or something. I don't know. Yeah. L.A. fucking dipshit. Yeah. I fucking hate that city. Oh, it's just trash. All right, well, now we want to turn our attention to a local athlete here in lacrosse who's had a pretty sweet journey and is actually getting a chance to play in the NBA and playing pretty well. Uh, Matt Thomas graduated in 2013 from Onalaska High School. He then went to Iowa State and played four years there, three under coach uh, Fred Hoiberg, who is now the Nebraska Cornhuskers coach, and played whoever the – I don't know who he played for under the last year, but – we actually used to watch a lot of Iowa State basketball. Oh, we, yeah. we had Taco out there. He was fucking. <laughs> there was, yeah, some big Mexican dude. Yeah, you mean. And then he lost all the weight and you and seemed me, like he got too big time. Yeah, we him. would watch them quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but um, Matt Thomas, after he graduated from Iowa State, he did play in the summer league in 2017 with the Los Angeles Lakers and actually played quite well. Uh, he was going to. Tr- he did. Before training camp started, he actually signed with the team overseas, played there for a couple years, and then he ended up getting a contract, a three-year deal for, I think it was like $4 million to play for the Toronto Raptors. On Sunday night, he had 15, uh, 17 points in 15 minutes, and if any of you watched the Bucks raptors game last night, he hit three three-pointers in the second quarter, but didn't do much after that. So... It's it's kind of cool to see a guy doing so well yep. just from the area. Yeah, Alaska is what ten minute drive from lacrosse, yep. and mm-hmm. I remember him and Bronson used to battle yep. it out in the lacrosse center, yep. didn't they? Yep. Yeah. And, uh, so. Just seems we see we saw him coming to Plato's a few times, and he's just a good kid. It seems like. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's good to see. Kind of, he went overseas, yep. did his shit, and he's finally making mm-hmm. it. I I think with the new how the NBA runs now, he, he should be able to stick yep. around. He's a what is he? Probably six eight. Yeah, he's he's quite tall. I mean, I yeah, remember when he could shoot three. Yeah. yeah. So, and then um, we kind of want to bring up something that happened probably a month ago. Another local kid here, and uh, the whole Kobe King situation at the University of uh, Wisconsin. So many of you know that Kobe King decided to step away from the program. Um, he made some comments saying that. He, he felt like it was just all about getting wins and not mm-hmm. kind of caring about the yeah. players. He kind of felt like they just had to be robots. And he, and I, I don't blame him. He felt like it wasn't a good fit for leaving. I right. know in a lot of local stations around here, everyone, not everyone, there's a lot of people dogging on him yep. saying, you have to stick it out like the rest of the year. It's like, well, if you're not having fun, right. if you don't feel like you're being a great contributor to the team, then why stick around? And actually, that's kind of how we got this idea to start our own podcast, because 
I remember driving home from work and the guy on the local radio just blasting Kobe King. And I'm like, wait a second there, bud. I'd have, if I was, I'd be pissed off too if I played for Wisconsin in that style of play. So, yeah, that's a, that's the thing a lot of, I got to stop saying a lot. That's what some people think, like, just because you're from Wisconsin, you should go to the Badgers. Like right. Tyler Harrell. Yeah. There's no reason no. that guy should have ever, and he didn't. Yep. And he went to Kentucky, and he excelled, and now he's doing great in the NBA. The, the Badgers, like you always say, he would he would probably just be coming off the bench right now. And he, he tore apart Zach Showalter, who many of you know. And Zach Showalter is like your pro, would be a, is a perfect Badger basketball player. He's not the... He doesn't have the, you know, he's not really the most athletic person. He's not the greatest shooter, but he'll play hard and he'll play team basketball. So Zach Showalter fit Wisconsin's brand of ball. Tyler Hero, on the other hand, is a great and playing very well for the Miami Heat right now. And why would you go, if you had a choice between John Calipari in Kentucky or Greg Garden, Wisconsin, to me, that's a no brainer. And Wisconsin people, yeah, it's just like that when they boo. Tyler Hero and hate him. I mean, come on, people. Like, yeah, just pull your heads out of your ass. And I think Tyler Hero had had the mindset is I'm I'm pretty much a one and done going to right. NBA. Yep. Now a guy like Frank Kaminsky, I don't yep. think the NBA no. was on his sights when nope. he signed up with Wisconsin. He just over the years worked on his game and became an NBA caliber player. Right. So those two. Not saying you can't get to the NBA right. going through Wisconsin, but if you're more of a one and done guy, yeah. Go to your Kentuckys, your Dukes, yep. your yeah, where North they Carolinas. And I'm guessing education's not as high of a priority. Yeah, and that's the also. thing, Wisconsin. Yeah, it's a yeah. good point, Wisconsin. I mean, one of the probably best school, some education, yeah, educational yeah. schools around. And I mean, they can still get very good athletes, but right. Just everyone thinking that just because you are from the state that you yeah. have to go. It's yeah, I don't agree with that. I just can't believe, like, some adults that, like, send shit to these kids in yeah. college. Like, I guess we talk about, but I never send anything personally to a fucking no. player or something. Especially when it comes to their, talking about their future. It's one thing if they're doing something that is just, you know, dumb or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, as far as their, t- their decision, their career, their choice, like, just... People, just, it's their life, not yours, okay? And, and another group that, or another pair that a lot of our listeners know is the Hauser Brothers. Yes. When they signed up for Marquette, yep. they probably didn't think, what was his name, Marcus Howard? Yep. Would shoot as much as yeah. he did. And when they signed up, it seemed like a good thing, I'm sure. Yep. And then things change. Mm-hmm. And people expect never to be able to change anything. Like, yeah. oh, you signed up for Marquette, stick with Marquette. It's like, well... If you don't like Marquette, why, why stay there? Yeah, and especially if you got other teams that if you want to get out of there and transfer, yeah, hell, like get the hell out of there. Yeah. So, so Kobe King actually today did just commit to Steve Pratt's Nebraska Cornhuskers. <laughs> God, I wouldn't mind shoving a cornhusk up that guy's ass. <laughs> He'd probably take it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he called me a fat fuck Scottish piece of shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, so we got we got a little rivalry going on oh, with yeah. him right now, but uh, no, I think honestly, and the reason why I honestly don't think Kobe King fit with Wisconsin is he's a guy who I feel like with the Badgers just isn't given the opportunity to kind of use his talents, his athleticism. He, you know, he he's a guy that 
he can run the court, he can shoot, he you know he can post up a guard. He and I feel like at Wisconsin, this whole swing offense shit, it just wasn't working. And he he was still he was playing well. This is probably his best year, but I think he saw like, all right, I'm getting stronger, I'm getting older. I can do more than what's being asked of me in this team. This like all about the team shit is kind of just a little bit not his style, kind of. Yeah, I mean there was um, al- allegations of the strength and conditioning coach yep. um, dropping some racial slurs. So I mean, I, I don't blame him for wanting to get out of yeah. there if that happened. So I yeah, mean, we really don't know exactly, you know, behind the scenes stuff what happened. But yeah, again, just. Give Kobe King a break. Don't don't be one of those guys that's harassing him and stuff like that. Um, but we do actually want to talk about, speaking of local teams, the Lacrosse Central High School and Onalaska High School basketball teams. They've uh, played two times this year. They are currently ranked one and two in the state. Onalaska has actually defeated Lacrosse Central in both those games. It's kind of, to me, it's kind of bullshit that they're going to be playing in what's pretty much like the sweet 16, you know, like how everybody, you know, like college basketball would be like the sweet 16 for the high school division two uh, state playoffs. To me, it just seems really dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, I mean, that's a matchup you want down in Madison. And that's, and that's the thing I don't understand is why it's so like predetermined. Like I, I looked, you pretty much in basketball, I think it's like 11 or 12 teams are in a, like a regional or whatever you want to call it. So obviously on Alaska central are in the same one. I feel like there's just something that you could change. Like instead of kind of predetermining all this stuff, I don't know. Yeah. Just to, just to try to get the best matchups down in Madison, I think. Yeah. I mean, you you have the Davis brothers at uh, lacrosse central. They're going to Madison. Um, And then you Pretty much on Alaska, you just got some scrappers. Yeah. It sounds like you were watching the uh, game on Facebook. Yep, I was watching it on Facebook. And, yeah, on Alaska, they, they had a point guard who he just – he can shoot, he can pass. He can, I mean, he can do a lot of things. And, uh, yeah, I just – to me, you can't tell me – I mean, like I said, I don't know for sure, but when you're ranked one and two in the state, yeah. why are they playing that early? That's, yeah. All right, well, now on to our next segment. This is one of the fan favorites, and um, this is a segment that if your balls droop down your knees, you'll love. It is, hey, you little pricks, get the fuck off my lawn. And um, today we got a new sponsor for this, um, Depends Adult Diapers. And um, just like everyone will find out, you come into this world shitting and pissing in diapers, and for God's (laughs) sakes, you'll probably fucking go out using them. So I was glad that they reached out to me. Um, I actually did get a 24-pack for myself. (laughs) Um, Pav was pretty happy to see those come in so I don't fucking soil our sheets anymore. Um, I do want to make a public apology though right now talking about droopy balls. Um, I don't know if Phil Johnson listens to this podcast, but I want, I want to get this out in the air that one time, um, his older brother, Tyler, he's one of my great friends and, uh, he pinned Phil down to the fucking ground, whipped down his shorts. And held one of his fucking testicles right oh, in, in between man. his thumb and his pointer finger and made me flick his mm. fucking nut. <laughs> I actually, so Phil, if you're listening to this, sorry, buddy. 
I um, no wonder I, I was a big bully back then. And no wonder when we all worked together, Phil was always a little little hesitant around you. Oh yeah, Man. yeah. I, I used to pick on Phil a lot, so I kind of wanted to clear the air with us. Hopefully, hopefully everything's all right. And um, <laughs> yo, dude, it's all right, Ark. Yo, thanks for the apology, Arky. <laughs> but to, anyway, to get off uh, my fucking lawn. Um, we are going to be talking about Drake. Oh what a piece of shit. That guy got his own championship ring for the Raptors last year. I know two guys sitting in a garage right now doing yep. a podcast that paid, played as many minutes mm-hmm. as that fucking oh, dipshit. Yeah. I, I Honestly, like Drake last year, I, I wanted to stab him in the face. Yep. And even last night, too. He came out, like, he came out onto the, his, to his seat with two championship belts, and I don't know, like, if he thinks he's going to intimidate Giannis or get into Giannis's head. He or... was probably just having fun with yeah. him, cause the Gian... but it's just like, I don't know, he's just the type of guy that would have no problem just dogging on Giannis all mm-hmm. fucking game, but if Giannis would ever, like, come yeah. fucking fisticuffs, <laughs> he, he would probably call security or call the cops yep. or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I honestly wish... That athletes could go and beat the shit out yeah. of some fans. I I just don't get how everyone expects just because you're an athlete you should be able to just shut everything out. Like yeah, I think athletes are really good at it, but they're human. Yeah, they're they're fucking human, and it's just like these fat pieces of yep. shit sitting eating tubs of popcorn <laughs> and saying how fucking worthless you are. <laughs> at, le- at least at least we're doing it behind their back. Like I yeah. don't think any athletes will hear us. No, no. But I mean. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just hate guys like Drake that think he's, like, part of the game. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty annoying, that's for sure. Yeah, and I kind of was bringing up to Z that the old, uh, I, I wish Malice in the Palace happened more <laughs> often. I thought that was fucking amazing. Dude, when Reggie Miller was on the Dan Patrick show, and it was, like, the 15th an- 15th year anniversary, I, I believe, in the fall here, this past fall, and Dan Patrick goes, Reggie, can you just... Can you give us like the behind the scenes of that whole thing? So Reggie Miller was just retired. Was it was his first year as an assistant coach, and I believe his last. Um, <laughs> said when everybody when all this shit was just breaking loose, all hell is breaking loose, and he actually had Ron Artest calm down, laying flat on the announcer's table, and then a fan, I don't know, probably. 15, 20 rows up, chucked a soda, and it landed directly on Ron Artest's chest. And he, Ron Artest just snapped. He runs up into the stand, starts just beating the hell out of this fan. I remember Jermaine O'Neal, he cold clocked, he sucker punched a guy that was on the court. And I remember just when those guys were all walking off. It was like a Royal Rumble. Yeah, it was, it was insane. I remember that game was on ESPN, too, because I remember watching it. And Reggie Miller said, anyways, they finally get back into the locker room. Everyone's just like can't believe like what the hell just happened and I guess Steven Jackson's like who many of you know pretty hilarious he has a pretty hilarious podcast now but anyway Steven Jackson's sitting there like cussing up a storm and finally everyone just gets quiet and I guess the first thing Ron Artest says that comes out of his mouth is hey uh do you guys think we're gonna get in trouble for this (laughs) and Reggie Miller said he couldn't he just stared at Ron Artest and Steven Jackson was like Yo, what the fuck do you think, bro? <laughs> like, we're about yeah. ready to get fucking suspended for the rest of the fucking year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that fucking story is so fucking... I, 
That I wish. Could you imagine just being in that locker room? Like, oh, no. That. Oh man. But um, yeah, I, what what I always think is funny is how if NBA players would ever, when they do get in fights, everyone yeah. has a shit fit over it, and yeah. then everyone thinks it's awesome in hockey. Yeah. I just I know the two sports are different. I just get totally. I don't just confused how yep. people are just outraged if NBA players fight. Yeah, I personally I wish they would do it a little bit more yeah. instead of the fake the fake tough guy. Yeah, I that's why I kind of been starting to watch a little MMA. Like, yeah. that's just two guys in a ring. Yep, <laughs> just going at it. Oh yeah, it's pretty fucking sweet. Yep. All right, but um, now we are going to be talking here a little sneak peek preview for Sunday's podcast, and uh, it's going to be the Combine, so we'll have Zarecki here start it off. Uh, the rookie quarterbacks that we think will probably go in the first round, um, Joe Burrows, they, he got his hands measured yesterday, and they were, I believe, what, nine inches even? Yep. Yeah, yeah. which I guess I really don't know what the average hand size is for an NFL quarterback, but from what I'm hearing, nine inches is... Pretty small. There was something that I saw with that kind of had quarterbacks with nine and some change hands, and yeah. there was good quarterbacks. Right. And if you're going to evaluate that shit, um, I mean, Rodgers, he doesn't have the biggest hands, no. does he? I think Favre he had, used to have some gigantic yep. mitts. When yep. you can throw a football with a broken thumb, usually you got some big hands. Yep. And then also we're just going to kind of talk about some of these QBs that are uh, – maybe possibly trying to force their way out of getting drafted by some some teams. Um, Burroughs, I did, we did hear yesterday, though, that he says he would be open to playing with the Bengals, that he's just a ball player. Plus, I think he's from somewhat that area, I believe. He is. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Tua, I'm not going to say his last name. <laughs> Tua Gabalova? Yeah, something like that. He pretty much said, Detroit, don't draft me, that – he would really like to play for the Cowboys. Which... I, I wonder how long Patricia's going to last in Detroit. Yeah. Like, those, those disciples from Belichick, it's kind of like when we talk about great guards, not Bo Ryan. These yep. guys aren't Belichick. No. There's no way Patricia has the attention to detail that Belichick has. No. I just saw a picture of Belichick, um, Eastern Tennessee State yeah. or something. He's sitting in the fucking pouring rain watching some guy yeah. do drills. I the guy is just yeah. relentless. Yep. He is. I don't know. I, I don't – what do you think about these quarterbacks that are trying to possibly ease their way into different teams? And um, Well, first off, I don't necessarily blame them. Uh, and we've got to remember, you got to sometimes do what's best for your career. But at the same time, not every team is looking for a quarterback necessarily or going to be willing to trade up, give up a bunch of assets to get you. So, I guess for me, it's kind of like, you almost just got to suck it up, I think. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, I think if you have enough confidence in your ability, yeah, you, you should be able to at least go in there. And I mean, the Bengals haven't always always been complete shit. No. I mean, with Carson Palmer, they were decent. And, yep. But, yeah. again... If you would have the choice between going to the Bengals or the Patriots or the Packers or the Steelers, True. I don't blame a guy for wanting to be possibly set up a little better. Right. I mean, Cincinnati's always known as a fucking cheap yep. um, organization and, who will just spend just enough. Yep. Well, they run it 
Cincinnati, the Bengals owners run it as like a family business. Yeah, so so they're they got a bottom line. I yeah, think. so like they're looking to always come out ahead, which I think as a owner of a franchise NFL franchise, there are going to be some years where you might operate in the red or you might not you know you might lose some money which a lot of these owners don't run they kind of i think they have let's just put it this way they got rich on a bunch of other shit yeah oh <laughs> then yeah. running then you know having this being an owner of an nfl franchise so yeah so and a lot of you know that this pretty much started by good old fucking horse teeth john elway <laughs> back in uh, 1983 yep. he Pretty much told the Baltimore Colts, I'm, I'm not playing for you, so don't draft me. But yeah. Which I, I like what the Colts did. They at least drafted him in that spot, and yep. then they eventually traded him that May to yeah. the Denver Broncos. Um, and then a little bit more recent, we all remember Eli Manning not wanting to go to the San Diego Chargers. Uh, I, I just think it's so fucking <laughs> yeah. funny to see that mouth breather up there yeah. on that Chargers jersey. That was awesome. I, I wonder... What would have what would have inspired or conspired if Eli would have stayed with San Diego and Philip maybe would have went to the Giants? Actually, you know the Chargers like right after that happened got really good there for a second. Yeah. So and actually, if you really think about it, San Diego, probably had a better all around team than what yeah. Eli had with the Giants. But also like John Elway, that thing. He kind of used, because I believe he got drafted pretty high in the MLB Correct. Yep. Uh, draft. So he was able to kind of use that as leverage. Oh, okay, yeah. So they pretty much were like, well, shit, if we don't trade him, he's going to go play baseball and we'll get nothing. Yeah. So it, it seems like guys that have either leverage or possibly like older adults in their corner kind of. Yeah. Moving pieces for him can kind of pull this off a little better yep. than if, I mean, because Eli Manning, yeah, his dad was in the business. He kind of yeah. knew what to do, so. Um, but I kind of want to bring up, I kind of brought this up earlier, is if you were a player, would you rather follow Tom Brady or would you rather follow Andy Dalton? Yeah, I'd follow Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, I I can't imagine following Tom Brady. No, no. it's and like we saw even before Aaron Rodgers got great there for about seven eight years. Uh, I mean, remember the first training camp that Rodgers when Far was there too. I mean, people were gonna like burn Rodgers' house down. Yeah, kill yeah, the it was guy. Ridiculous. Yeah, so I mean, I. I just feel like when you go to a team like Cincinnati and they have to watch Andy Dalton struggle and play like garbage and make that costly interception. I mean, shit, when you're getting compared to him, yeah. I feel like I feel like fans of Cincinnati would just embrace this dude. For sure. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's it is interesting. I think you would probably be set up a little bit better as far as maintaining success if you did go to a team like the like new england patriots but also when belichick leaves and the cheating stops then what that's yeah that's is joe burrows like a good cheater yeah. you gotta you gotta be willing to fucking cut some corners uh -huh. in that organization you gotta be willing to get the ball boy fired so right now we're kind of thinking burrows is gonna go first then we're thinking tua yeah and then what possibly herbert yeah He's an interesting guy. Um, some, is qu some have questioned his demeanor and leadership skills. But 
honestly, he seems like he could be a really gifted quarterback. He's got great size, which I think he's like 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, which sometimes as a quarterback, that actually might be almost a little too tall. Yeah, then defenders you know, and Goss, yeah, Lyman can really see where you're looking to go with the ball. I don't know enough on him. I didn't watch enough of his college tape. Did you game. see him versus Badgers at all? I did. Did I, he? He had a long run, didn't he? Yep. So he, yeah, he's he's, he's an athletic, athletic guy. Okay. Um, like I said, I don't know. I it's funny because you hear so many different opinions on him. You know, like some people will say, "Oh, he's great. He's going to be the next." Uh, I don't know. Just. Joe Montana. And then some people are like, oh, this dude's going to be the next Jamarcus Russell or something. Yeah. yeah. So who Holy knows? Fuck. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't gain fucking 50 pounds. <laughs> Once he stops doing the coke. Um, Jalen Hurts, I don't think he's going to be a first rounder by any means, but he said he is only going to do QB drills. Uh, Lamar Jackson helped him kind of become that running athletic quarterback. Um, Hertz definitely isn't as good as Lamar, but we'll see. And the other thing is, do teams pass up on some of these QBs and wait for next year's crop, which is going to be led by Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields? Yeah, I, I wouldn't I, mind if the Packers, if Aaron Rodgers broke his leg first game of the year and they tanked and had the first pick in the draft. Ah, the only bad thing with that is they actually have a fucking head coach that can adjust and ah, that's true. actually did it doesn't run an entire offense around back shoulder phase. Yep. So Packers might not be yeah. as shitty. And I mean you do have Tim Boyle. That Ooh. guy's a stud. Yep. So he's Mr. August. I yeah, I, I could fucking see the Packers winning the Super Bowl if Tim Boyle's at the helm. <laughs> he's in his he's just entering his prime, so yeah. I'm pretty oh, excited yeah. for him. Um, but do you know any other quarterbacks? I really haven't. Jake Fromm, Georgia. I, I saw Bucky Brooks had fucking the Packers taking that Washington quarterback. Oh, yeah. Eastman or something? Yeah. I, I don't know much about I him. heard he's going to, they think he's going to be, impress a lot of people. Really? Which I, like I said, a lot of these college quarterbacks, I don't watch a ton of college football, so not really sure. But I do know Jake Fromm, uh, that guy just seems like every time the spotlight got on him, any big game, he seemed to shit his pants. Yeah. And I, from what I've heard, and Curtis Porter actually was talking to this, telling me about him, he's been doing this since high school. Oh, really? In Georgia. So. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It seems like he has, he got worse throughout his college career or yeah, something. I felt like his freshman year, yeah, he was pretty well. And then it was like last year, some I think I saw like this stat where he was below 50% in like the last – Three or four games he played. Wow. Or something like that. Yeah. There, so. what's There's that kid from Utah State that I hear a lot of people talking about. I don't know his name, but he could be somebody that I guess a lot of people are quite impressed with. So Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, our podcast this Sunday. We'll be diving deep into the combine. There's some fucking already a lot of chatter yep. about uh, what's that little shit from Alabama. Oh, um, Ruggs, Henry Ruggs. Yeah, he's possibly going to beat John Ross's, um, what is it, four two four. Yep, that's what so, they think, and so hopefully he has a better career than him. Yeah, John Ross has, he's kind of struggled with injuries. Yeah, injuries yeah. And yeah, for this podcast, we didn't do a ton of research just because we wanted to keep some stuff for Sunday's podcast. Yep. And I mentioned this on Sunday, we are going to be having our first guest Sunday 
Yep. Um, our buddy Eamon's going to be joining us. Loved the combine, like I said earlier. Um, anything else you want to kind of add? Yeah, I, I do want to read some hilarious that Bruce Arians had said. Um, I think it was Monday to start the combine. He said, the tape won't lie, but 40 times will. You can fall in love at the combine and get your ass broke. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that is well summed up right there. Yeah, it's who, who's going to be the Al Davis? Who's just yep. going to look at a 40 time like uh, was Jacoby Ford? Yeah. Is that his name? Yep. Yeah, that guy could fly, and he, that's all you could do is no. run a vert. It's, I would rather have a slower, more polished wide receiver. I was going to say, like, as a receiver, that 40 time is all cool and shit, but I want to see, can you get off the line on bump and run coverage? That's what they should do a 40 on. Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> have, a, have a corner right have in front a, of your they face. Should, I wish they would do this, but they, they never will. But have, like, a veteran cornerback, like a fourth-year guy, have them bump and run these dudes right right at the combine. I want to see that. I'm more impressed with that kind of stuff than I will seeing a guy I mean, run yeah, straight. Yeah, when, when are you just going to, in the NFL, going to have just a straight vert? Never. No one? Never. Yeah, so. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, if you want to see, hear our take on any specific, or specific um, kind of position groups, send us a text. Uh, hopefully we get maybe a few more emails this week. That yep. was that was pretty sweet. I woke up in the morning and got Armo's voicemail. I'm like, dude, this fucking guy doesn't even know how to dribble a basketball, let alone fucking yeah. know, know anything about Giannis. So yep. I'm and, glad he did his research. Yep. And I we're gonna I think at the for the combine breakdown, I believe we're gonna be spending a good amount of time on receivers because I I've looked and I got about 18 of them who might who have a shot at probably going to the top. 100 to 120 picks so, so yeah i think it's time for the pack to take a wide receiver in the maybe not the first f- two rounds yeah at it, least by the third for sure yes i was gonna say maybe not the first round necessarily but you have to i feel like second round you're gonna have to address that because there's so many guys you don't want to get left hanging without one of those top 10 15 yep. guys so yeah if if i had to say right now i want the packers middle linebacker receiver yep. right tackle yeah i that sounds good. I mean, I would be kind of in whatever order that is. Yep. Cool. Also, I did want to talk about um, Damian Harris. He got released. Snacks. Yeah. <laughs> he, got, he got released not too long ago by the Detroit Lions. Now, there's a guy that could play that nose tackle role. Yep. Yeah. Put him, put his ass over the center, and he, no one's moving him. And it's a, and if the Packers would get him, he wouldn't be like an every-down player. He'd kind of be... Yep. Maybe first or second down yep. to stuff that run. So great guy to have in the red zone too. Yeah. So yeah. So it's it's going to be an exciting time here in the next month or two. Um, we're actually looking forward to be able to do yeah a little bit more NFL podcasts. It's just kind of a little slow right now, so we're just trying to fill some time. But uh, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, anything else you want to say, Z? Nope. It's good. All right. Me. Well. Um, for the another episode of Two Beards One Garage, uh, we are out. See you guys later.